Greg Waugh and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 75 of Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, comedy and ignorance. I'm Dan Beeston. I am Greg Waugh. And this episode is another special episode. Ha ha, we tricked you. From last Two. time. The people from last time. We said it was the worst episode. But it's not. We've got so much good stuff. How did you remember that we did that? I, I have a very long memory. Yeah? Yeah, no. No, or we're recording them right on top of each other. We're right, right at the same time. Yeah, but wonderful payoff, because that, it seems like a really long it, it, payoff. It, it really, it's just like a long game. Okay, so we've got some, some of our favourite stuff and some of your favourite stuff yes. towards but the tail end of this episode. favourite stuff that you heard last time. Yeah, yes. yeah. we did not just go doing the same again. Though we should have done that now we thought about oh. it. That would have been brilliant. Because then the, just the quality would have been... It's really exceptional. Yeah, that's right. We'll just cut it down to like two seconds of genius. Yeah. There's a couple of new things. One new segment that didn't make it into any other podcast. Ooh. And a new, another new song. Oh, my goodness. I you, know. We're so good to you, listeners. Yeah. We are, we, we've, we've got you, baby. We've it's got a you good covered. song, too. Ooh, what's it about? What's yeah. it about? What's it about? It's about... It's, what I did is I was thinking about the game Cluedo. Yes. Or Clue. Yes. In the States. Mm-hmm. And... In that there's there's a terrible murder and everyone just runs off to solve the crime uh. and so I've decided to write a song from the point of view of someone who just can't who was actually really good friends with Mr Body right so, lovely I look forward to listening to it it won't be long excellent the face on Mars yes the Loch Ness monster yes science ruins. Everything, Gregoire. It's true. All the things that I used to love when I was nine years old. I'd read about UFOs and faces on Mars and mythical monsters. Mm -hmm. Thanks to cell phones, Bigfoot sightings have basically stopped because the response to why didn't you film it can no longer be responded to with the phrase, I didn't have state-of-the-art camera equipment with me at the time. (laughs) Everyone has state-of-the-art camera equipment at every time. Absolutely. Yeah, at the very least, we should be inundated with blurry Instagram shots of Bigfoot. The, and what he's eating. And Yeah. that. <laughs> Absolutely right. You're right. Everyone has a camera now. Even if you can't upload it instantly, unless he comes and kills you instantly, you will take a photo of some crazy thing. A ghost or uh, or an alien or something. You just, you just can't. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely yeah. right. Everything that I used to read about. I, I read a book. It, it introduced the book and said, look. Obviously, some of these things are really amazing, but every single thing in this is real. Mm. And when I read that, I just assumed that legally that had to be true. <laughs> and so there's stories in there about people vanishing and vampires mm. and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, this is amazing. I wouldn't have thought that this was real if not for that bit at the beginning. <laughs> Such a naive kid. At any rate, yes, I read through the books. Bigfoot, Bunyips, mm-hmm. Yetis, none of it true. No. Ball lightning. Ball lightning? Ball to dash? No. <gasps> ball lightning is one of those things that kept popping up in these books, mm. these mysterious lights, this like, lightning that like would... Min-min lights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there would be like a, a a bright ball that would wander around mm. the landscape. Like a ghost. Gregoire. Yes? Science has proven ball lightning to be real. Hooray! In 2012, Yang Yong King and his colleagues at the Northwestern Normal University in Langzhou, China. The Normal University. That's, that's, I like that. It's a certain humility. <laughs> We're observing a thunderstorm in Qinghai, China, with video cameras and spectrographs. Purely by chance, they recorded a ball right... 
Oh, that was that was very Mino Reiki. I did not mean that. They recorded a ball lightning event. <sighs> when a bolt struck the ground, a glowing ball about five metres wide rose up and travelled about 15 metres, disappearing after 1.6 seconds. Wow. Abrahamson surmised that when lightning hits the ground, the sudden intense heat can vaporise silicon oxide in the dirt and the shockwave blows the gas up into the air. If there's also carbon in the soil, perhaps from dead leaves and tree roots, it will steal oxygen from the silicon oxide, leaving a bundle of pure silicon vapour. But the planet's oxygen-rich atmosphere rapidly reoxidizes the hot ball of gas, and this reaction makes the orb glow brightly. Uh-huh. Now, not only have we captured it in real life, but this is what was theorised about a decade ago. Right. And they've done it in the labs. Actually, no, so they've they they can, captured ball lightning they, in labs. They've made ball awesome. lightning. Awesome. But now they've captured it and gone, yes, this is an actual natural phenomenon. Oh, I see. Those cowboys weren't just making things up. Right. Brilliant. So isn't that brilliant? Next we have to prove Cthulhu. Well... Step up. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Why don't we prove the existence of air spirits or sprites? Okay. Because science (laughs) has done that too. What? Yes. You're you're yanking my limbs. Now, I may be... This is a little bit twisted from the stories from my books as a child. Mm -hmm. Sprites can be seen above really large lightning storms. They're an orangey-red colour. They're a cold plasma phenomenon similar to a fluorescent tube. They're clusters of 50-metre balls of ionisation that are launched at an attitude of around 50 k's up and rush downwards at a tenth Al- of altitude? the... Altitude or attitude? Altitude. He said attitude. <laughs> they are launched with attitude. Damn! At an attitude Woo! of about 50 k's up and they rush downwards at a tenth of the speed of light. Wow! Followed by a separate set of upwardly more moving balls. That's crazy. It's juggling. Planet Earth is juggling. Yes. That's cool. Now, if there's just one stream or a couple clumped together, that's a carrot sprite. Okay. It's like a big carrot in the sky. Right. But if there's a really big one, it will probably be associated with a sprite halo. So a massive horizontal halo up to 50 kilometres wide appears with many streams hanging from underneath it. This is called a jellyfish sprite. Oh, wow. Because it looks like a big jellyfish in the sky. Wow. For a fraction of a second. Yes, yeah, moving at one-tenth the speed of light. That's a very fast jellyfish. It's hard to spot them. You need a clear view of a powerful thunderstorm on the horizon with positive lightning between ground and sky and red-sensitive recording equipment and a black sky behind it. We've discussed lightning strikes before. So in a thundercloud, the positive charge goes to the top of the cloud. Yep. Okay. The negative charge goes to the bottom of the cloud. Yep. And then there's a strike between the ground and the negative part of the cloud. Sure. So it goes boom, and it equalizes the electrical charge. Charge. Yeah. But one in 20 strikes actually comes from on top of the cloud. It sends out a really strong burst of energy, often sideways, and down to nowhere near the storm cloud. Yeah. It's very dangerous because you're not under a th- thunderstorm. Yes. You're like, I'm fine. But this massive bolt will come off the top of the cloud and go yep. boom and hit the ground, which has a less positive charge. Yes, right. Negative charge. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, the ground changes its charge a bit. It does, but, yeah. Because yeah. it's not like the ground is like full positive. No, no, no. It's the cloud no. that's very negative and then they equalises its sure. charge. Okay, yeah. So the top of the cloud, very positive, equalises yep. its charge to the ground. Okay, yep, that's what you say. It grounds it. Yeah, oh, it yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. Yes, there is a term for it. <laughs> uh, it's very dangerous, but it's it's all ions mm-hmm. flying off. Yep. But yeah, you only get it from, from a positive strike. Right. So ball lightning exists. Yes. Sprites exist. Phew! They've also proven the existence of elves. What? Elves. Elves. Yes. Elves. 
elves. When a lightning bolt occurs, it can send off quite a decent-sized electromagnetic pulse. Mm -hmm. It's proposed that this excites nitrogen in the very upper atmosphere. 100 k's up. Space. Pretty much. 400 k's across. Right. Massive. Really, really huge. They are emissions of light and very low-frequency perturbations due to electromagnetic pulse sources, or E-O-L-A-V-L-F-P-D-T-E-P-S, or... (laughs) So you drop all the conjunctions and the participles and you get elvlepeps. Uh, so you drop the low, the frequency, the perturbations and the pulse. You get elves. Uh, spooky. You get a 400 kilometer cross elf. So you know what that means? What's that? The people at the Space Lab at Berkeley really wanted this event to be called elves so that it matched with the sprites. They were desperate to call it Desperate elves. to do that. <laughs> But there you go. Ball lightning, sprites and elves all exist. And you've heard it here on Smart Enough to Know Better. And you know what? Mm. There are some people who would surmise that out there, there are some people with big feet. Cause 
I'm never gonna find somebody like a body like you. There was a concern recently made uh, because you don't want to be seen as being the super clever one. No. Well, uh, I think compared the, to me I think being the acid the, question proved ha. that. <laughs> uh, well, compared to me being sort of the, the one who interjects with stupid comments. Mm. So the problem is that you've got a, a lot more formal training in science than I do. Yes. So yeah, I'll accept you, that. And, and you also tend to come at this thing with a sort of a, oh, well, the, the reason for that is I know that this is true, whereas I tend to couch all of my terms in I read a website, <laughs> I once heard, I may have recalled incorrectly. Yes, And yes. so I think I'm coming across as slightly not as uh, competent with science and such. <laughs> uh, so, no, hang on, can I just, just break in there? Yeah, go on. That's okay, though. No, I don't see that as a problem, because what makes a person good at science is not how many facts they've stored in their head, it's whether or not they're willing to look at evidence and change their mind after. They, you might believe something... Uh, based on certain evidence you have, yep. when faced with new evidence, if you can then change your mind and say, oh, well, I thought X, but now evidence A proves that it's actually Y, and the, a good scientist or a good science-minded person and a good sceptic, yeah. uh, not these things are all connected, but they're kind of connected a little bit, is a person who can therefore say, I was wrong, or I didn't have all the facts. So, so it doesn't matter if you say, yeah, well, I don't really know. I'm a bit really too proud for that, though. So <laughs> I've come up with, with a solution. What I did is I researched a piece of science online. Right. So I know I know all all about this now. Right. But the problem is, whenever I do that, I go, "Oh, here it's an immortal jellyfish," and you're like, "I know more about this than you." Then, <laughs> so what I did was what, what, I, I, what I, I never said that. It, it was what pre- I said was I read an article about that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that, that's how it's coming across to the audience. So what I did, <laughs> what I did is, is I scripted our conversation. Oh, okay. Oh, he's, he's actually passing yeah. me a script. I hear that, that's a script. Uh, actually, <laughs> hang on. Here, take this one. Right, okay. So right. what you're going to do is, okay. mine's the first line and yours is the lot in light. Right. And so okay. we're just going to do a co- uh, this this conversation. Right. This, okay. this is Dan. Dan is cleverer than Greg. Ready to go? Yes. Okay. Go. Okay. Hey, Greg. Have you ever thought about where water comes from? The tap. Ha ha. Just kidding. It comes from the sky as rain. Well, that's true. But how is rain made? Oh, I've never thought about that. Space, I guess. You bastard. That's a good guess. <laughs> but it's actually much cleverer than that. Uh, I'll tell you about uh, the water cycle. Can I, can, I, can I interject my own stuff or do I have to keep to the script? Look, I can cut out whatever I want to edit <laughs> That, that sounds like a bike you can ride in the surf. Mmm, that's quite funny. <laughs> Water comes down on the mountains and gets caught up in various <laughs> reservoirs. Most of them are natural ones, like snowdrifts, rivers, and underground water tables. Oh, is snow made of water? Yes, it's frozen water. Oh, just like ice. Yep. <laughs> now, water flows downhill. <laughs> now, water flows downhill. And eventually it will reach the sea where it becomes useless to us. Why is that? Well, it mixes with seawater and we can't drink it. Seawater is poisonous to us. What? I don't know. I didn't know about that. Yes, you can't drink seawater or you'll die. Uh, Dan, it's not actually poisonous. Seawater isn't poisonous. It's not a ca- stick to the script. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to point that out very quickly. No, 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 it's no, just, no. It's no. takes- pointing shit out. This is not the point. <laughs> You're just supposed to go, yes, Dan. But, but, but that's really important that you've made an error there. 
Look, if you drink seawater, you'll fucking die. But why will you die? Look, that's not, not important. Poison. This is not about poison and seawater. This is about the water cycle. We'll bring this up later. Okay, go on. Go on. I'm sorry. Sorry, go back. So hang on. Okay. So, so, what? I didn't know that. Yes, you can't drink seawater or you'll die. For many different if- reasons, but I'm sure you'll explain later. <laughs> yes, you can't drink seawater or you'll die. If you're ever stuck out at sea and it's a choice between drinking seawater or your own urine, you should drink your own urine. Wow, that's valuable advice. So, so you might think that fresh water that gets mixed into the sea is wasted, but when the sun hits it, the water evaporates. Just like the hand blowers at public bathrooms. I thought that was a myth. Those hand blowers never work for me. You just need a little patience. So the water vapour evaporates into the air, but it leaves salt behind. The air is full of water vapour. That's what humidity is. Oh, I think I'm starting to understand. Why does water (laughs) make you cold? Um, uh, because it's blue? Ha, no. But good guess. Actually, because... (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm going to have to edit out your, your, your cackling laughter. No, please, feel free. But... <laughs> Sorry, go on. But good guess. Actually, because water turns to a gas and escapes upwards when it warms. It takes heat with it. An environment with lots of water evaporating feels cooler than other environments. Oh? Eventually, that vapour gets thick and cool and becomes clouds. Wait, clouds are made of water? I thought clouds were dry. Why is that? Well, they look like they're made out of cotton buds, and cotton buds are the driest thing I know. Nope. Clouds are made out of water. That's why it only rains when there are clouds in the sky. Okay, so clouds rain on the mountains, then flow into the sea and rivers, then mix with seawater and evaporate into the sky, where they become clouds again and float up to the mountains. That's amazing. That's science, Greg. Little worms are so beautiful in the ocean. Pretty when under the sea, more alarming when in your colon. Ariel, you sweet little parasite, listen to me. Stop thinking about that stomach parasite that you've fallen in love with. This stomach, it's a mess. Life in the colon is better than anything they've got up there. The intestinal flora is lusher in somebody else's gut. You dream about going up there, but the pyloric sphincter is shut. Just look at the world around you, right here in the intestines. Such wonderful things around you, waist deep in the gut enzymes. In the big sea, in the big sea, things are interesting when you're digesting. Take it from me. Up in the tum, they break it down. In the colon, they make it brown. We're rock and rollin', bile ducks to colon in the big sea. Ha-ha-ha! The worms in the gut are happy as they suck the food from their host. The worms in the tum aren't happy, the acid will make them toast. But worms in the tum are lucky, they in for a worse fate. One day if we catch E. coli, they will get regurgitate. In the big sea, in the big sea, nobody pucus and all our mucus externally. Jamaican crabs, you will not see them, singing under the duodenum. Some loop de looping, prep for the pooping in the big sea. We're in the right world, making the night soil in the big sea. We are so happy making the crap here, we find it's easy with all the feces. 
like a city, we make it shit. Stop. Stop. Please stop singing. Okay, Greg. Dan. I want you to picture this. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing. It's a time of a zombie apocalypse. Oh, yay! And you want to give yourself the best chance of surviving. I'm already there! What is the first big impediment to you surviving? Well, getting my brains eaten, probably. Oh, that is that is so adorable. That is so naive and adorable. <laughs> That's so sweet. No, 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 no. The, the biggest... <laughs> The biggest impediment yes. is that there are a whole bunch of humans out there who desperately want to stop you from eating their delicious brains. I'm not a zombie. Oh, you'll be a zombie. Sasquatch or Bigfoot, who is who? It's all going down at the Crypto Zoo. I'm going to be a zombie, Dan. I'm prepared. I have a zombie plan. I know where my towel is. I know where my beans are. I am ready for the zombie apocalypse. That is so sweet. Don't you, you mock me. Way. Okay. The zombie apocalypse is coming. It's a long way away. It's possibly weeks away. <laughs> but it's coming. It's coming. It's oh, inevitable, it and you can't stop it. We know that we're going to become zombies. We're going to get bitten. In this scenario, <sighs> we know that there are zombies coming, mm. and we have submitted to the fact that we are going to become zombies. Okay, It's going to happen. What we want to do is be the most successful zombies that we can possibly be, <laughs> knowing that zombies are dumb and they can't prepare themselves. Oh, but before we get bitten... We can prepare ourselves to become great zombies. Mm -hmm. So I want to discuss with you, how would we do that? How would we become the best zombies ever? Okay, that's... Okay, well, I'll go with that. If you, if you, can't, be the, if you can't be a survivor, you want to be the, the zombie... You'll be a survivor, you'll just be a surviving everyone, zombie. Everyone, yes, you haven't really survived. Are we talking about undead zombies here? Are we yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. not talking 28 days later, no, sprinty no, no, zombies? No, 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 As we pointed out in other podcasts, I'd be a very bad sprinty zombie, because I'd have to be... Slow <laughs> down! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No shamblers. No, okay, shamblers. shamblers Undead shamblers. brains. Right, that's sort of so, so George Romero kind of yes. zombie. Okay, right, gotcha. So what would I do to be the best zombie? How do you stop a zombie? You have to either destroy the brain yep. or remove the head. Yes. So you need to have a big iron ring around your neck. Oh, so, nice. So they can't cut your head off. Like, uh, a, like a neck brace. Like a neck brace. But made from iron that goes over your shoulders. Yep. You don't need to have a lot of head motion as a zombie. No, zombies don't do a lot of looking over no, their no, shoulders. No, you're, you're a shambler, so you just turn around weirdly anyway. Yeah. They normally keep their heads quite yeah. all kind of up and I down. I guess all the muscles tense up. And yeah, I, I suppose so. I see that. And then I, I want to put a helmet over the top of that because I yeah. want to save my little cranium. That's yeah. the important thing. Like and, a bulletproof... I guess the army have bulletproof helmets. Yeah, or just, just something to stop someone bashing him with a bat. You go, stop it, yeah, yeah, bang, yeah, yeah. bang, bang. And some sort of mouth guard as well. That would say, so they can't like smash you through the face. And on the back of it, I'd write, no, I'm alive, written on it. Now, you've stumbled into a bit of a problem, because if there's a mouth, oh. how do you eat brains? Oh, damn, I forgot the eating thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I could rip and maybe push it through. Uh, push it through. See, that's not going to make you uh, a successful zombie. No, you're other right. zombie's going to eat brains. brains faster than you. Good point. Oh, you need um, a gardening claw kind of things attached to your hands. So when you're ripping at people, Ooh, you're not just grabbing and tearing. You have to actually... Like, ah, he's got knives on his hands. He's undead Wolverine. Yes, yeah. like Wolverine blades. That's that's the shit. And then you shing, and, like, and you and you just have to coat them with poison. Nice. So if you nick them, then of course they they slow down over time. I came up with a really good idea. Mm -hmm. Aside from the body armor thing, yes, a little solar powered audio device around your neck that just plays in a loop. Don't shoot! I'm not a zombie. Ah, that's like the more advanced version of my "I'm alive" yeah, thing in the back of yeah. my head. That's that's quite clever. Because, but you'd people... attract a lot of zombies to yourself. But you, was that good? Because the zombies would come to the sound of the voice, and they would be attracted. So they'd be walking around, going, "There's a human here. We can't Ooh, work it out." That, see, now we're stuck in zombie folklore. How do zombies know who to attack? 
how do what zombies know who's alive and who's another zombie? Yeah, so zombies well, don't attack each other. Other zombies. Not, no, no, not not those sort of things. So they're normally attracted by people moving and talking, and somehow they seem to know. So maybe if they just mystically know, then we don't. Nothing really matters. Yeah. But if they're looking for a voice, even if they find your voice, they won't attack you anyway because you're undead. You're mm. one of them. But they, they'll mill around you, and that could be good. That's an ablative zombie shield. Oh, so, nice. So now you're surrounded by a whole lot of other idiot zombies doing like you go shamble, 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 you, and they have to like smash their way to get to you, and you're in the center. Could you strap a zombie to a Segway? Oh, he wouldn't balance very well. well Not, they're a bit stiff. I mean, they, they, they stand up. Apparently, it's as easy as standing up on a Segway. People still fall like, out. You, you uh... couldn't stick him in a Jeep. <laughs> oh, could you stick him in a Jeep? But he can't drive. No, but he'd, he'd try to walk, and every time he walks with his <laughs> right foot, he goes, vroom, vroom, and just bunny hop. Once again, not terribly successful. Not good for getting at brains. Yes, if we're going to do the brains problem. That's yeah. it. What else do we need? We need to have some sort of... They survive underwater, right? Oh, in the George Romero ones, yeah, 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 they can definitely go. They don't seem to like water. They don't seem to like crossing it. Because in one of the movies, like Land of the Dead, they finally work out they can. Oh, right. And that's a big thing. Like, Ooh, look at that. Woo. So, one of the biggest problems is that zombies are slow. Mm. Can you speed up a zombie? Could you get something sort of speeding? Go back to the armor thing. You've got to put armor all over your body. At least, like, things like your legs. You want to protect your legs so you don't get your legs blown off. Yeah. So you want to sort of wear plates. So it doesn't plates. matter if you're slow, if you're going to survive forever, I guess. Well, I think... Plenty of patience. It's, it's just once, once there's a whole lot of you, but you also you want to get... You know, you know what your problem is? You want to be able to sneak up on people. Yeah, That's where the zombie thing is. Because <gasps> zombies are, are always popping out of the darkness. Mm. Mm. You hear so dark clothes. Uh, clank, clank, clank. So mm. you don't want metal feet. No, no, no. Metal shoes or anything. <laughs> right, so nice soft shoes. Yeah, like runners. Runners, yeah, okay. And a dark clothing. Dark yes. clothing. Good uh, idea. But you want to also make sure that it's not easily torn or stains very well, because that's a big giveaway of someone's walking along with some blood sort of gushing off of terrible I think wounds. It would be like a plastic. What's a trustworthy outfit for someone to have? A policeman. A policeman? Maybe a policeman. policeman zombie? But you're wearing a big helmet, but though. You're wearing a big obvious. helmet and a neck yeah, brace. You don't have a point. You look like a, one of King Arthur's knights. Yes. Well, that's it. Maybe that's it. Wear a big suit of armor and just tie a sword to your hand and just be waving yeah. it around. Rawr, wave oh, that's around good. People. A sword in one hand, like locked into one hand, mm. and the other hand for clawing at brains. Well, how about a shield? No, Would that work? I'm not sure. If you had a big riot shield strapped to your arm, when it's at least you'd have some protection you from the side. Caught. Yeah, you probably would, wouldn't you? you get so. caught in a door. Uh, yeah, arm the, ripping off. So you don't want a sword then either. So really the Wolverine Claws is what we've come down to here. Yeah. That's very important. Although, how is, is a zombie going to grab meat brains and then bring it up to his face and then cut himself? But that's okay. He doesn't, it's, 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 it's be, that's all right. That's no big deal. Well, he doesn't heal. Yeah, he, he, we, we've already gone, this is some other guy. Yeah, this is us No, it's, no it's, it's some other guy. Some other guy. This down. is you as a zombie. No, it's not. <sighs> also, in some movies, breaking the neck means that you stop working as well. So yeah. if you... But well, that's why the neck a brace. Big neck brace. Yeah, big, the, yeah, I think a great big yeah. helmet head. Mm. Like chain mail for a night, but all but solid. You need to attract humans to you. I do like your tape idea. I wouldn't have it all the time. No, no, no. I just have it call be... out every so often. It would be on a random loop timer. So what it would do? Like... The thing is, if you've got these humans who are walking down the road, yeah. like, who are trying to pick zombies off, yes. from a group. You've, mate, what you need is a little pulley system so that every couple of seconds your zombie just sticks their hand in there and waves. <laughs> just goes, yoink! Wave, wave, wave. <laughs> <laughs> don't shoot me I'm not a zombie yeah. wave wave wave, wave. wave. I, I don't mean, shoot me 
I don't know how, how would you set that's a very complicated system I'm, I know where some guns are it's just I just say help I mean if you're trying to make it simple if they see you and they can see you're a zombie you're going to get shot in the head hopefully your helmet will protect you but from actual I haven't been bitten yet it's, it's, yes but you need you just need someone yelling help and a woman's voice you don't want a male voice you want a woman or a child ah now we're getting psychological and so it's not so they're in front of you can see you it's just they so you're walking there at night time you hear someone going oh help me help me I need to get in oh, help me I'm stuck out here with zombies and <laughs> are really pitiful and, and then of course people have to go and look they'll see you shambling but they won't know it came from you because mm. you're not by yourself and then of course they have to go and open the door to work out where this woman or child is and that's when you probably get in or someone gets in like one of the zombies gets in now you're going to sustain injuries that aren't going to heal mm. but should you stave off infection and such if you're mystically undead, then no. If you're a dead thing, you're a dead thing. Yeah. It's hard to say. Can you prevent yourself from rotting? Could you inject yourself full of Well, that would kill you. You're going to die anyway, I suppose. Uh, maybe you should do things... Well, you don't want to fill your stomach up because you want to have things for meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably actually, actually, what you probably do need to do is wrap all your limbs in duct tape. Duct tape? As, as in duct tape everything yes. together. Because it's quite thick, but yeah. it doesn't st- you don't cover your bendy bits. Yes, the bendy knees. bits of the human body. Yes, knees and elbows and that sort of thing. But you cover yourself in duct tape all over, and you can put little pads in there if you want to, so people, if they punch you or whatever, won't, you know, not, you'll feel it. You can't just break it. So if someone does stab you through the guts and you've got and you get a terrible wound, it's only a small duct tape wound. It might hold everything in a bit. It's yeah. basically another layer of skin. It's just mm. a, a big, big, thick layer of skin. Duct tape yourself as much as you can. Keep everything inside, inside. And as you start rotting, it'll keep its uh, integrity. Yes, that's that's what I'm trying to do, yes. Yeah. And if you really, really wanted to, you could get really interesting and put little bits of metal rods on the outsides of your arms and then duct tape all that in together on either side of your oh, arm. Oh, that's so, a good idea. So basically now you have special bones. You've got metal yeah. bones. So if someone slams your arm, it, it won't just smash it off. Or yeah. they hit you with a sword. It'll go clang! And they go, oh dear. Because you got your hands up. And you got oh you probably want metal plates on your palms because you do this you know like defensive wounds when people get attacked it's like zombies sort of trying to reach out and getting their hands hit you don't want to lose your hands mm. that's bad especially with your clawing arms yeah so we yeah. got gauntlets yeah that's yes that's the thing so, so the first thing and then the arms so they can't smash your arm off they can't cut your arm off they have to ping it bounces <laughs> off it's, it's anything and also from behind it all comes down to armour lots and lots of armour yep. I just realised that's sort of a that's what we keep coming back a to a suit of armour basically yes, basically and a sword basically but you don't want knife. to be wandering around like a plate mouse armour because people yeah, will clank, see you clank, and they, and they clank, clank. And they'll, but they'll see you as well you don't want to be noticeable noticeable you want to be wearing a shirt like a normal shirt like the duct tape everything should be under the shirt Hmm. You don't want people to work out what you are until you've got to them. So they make the fatal mistake of going, he's a zombie. So they're going to notice a giant neck brace. They're going to spot. You need a hoodie. Yes. Ah. A hoodie. Yes. The problem is that he's still going to be shambling. If only there's a way to make you jog. <gasps> Could you get one of those physiotherapist's electrical current things and hook Tense, it up? Tense unit. A tensing unit yes. so that it, it alternated on, it, on both sides. <laughs> and, so, and, and it made you do little hop steps. I th- <laughs> maybe, maybe not be shambling. It's going to go pop, pop, pop. Unfortunately, I, if they get out of sync, you're going to be bunny hopping down I, the road, and then you fall over and you can't get up again. You're like because you're, you're covered you're, in armor, and you're kicking wildly in the air. You <laughs> see, so, you to, so you have to make sure, so like a turtle, you have to make sure you can get up. You, you don't want to be so armored up you can't move. Yeah, the zombie's got to be able to very easily get back to its feet. What, what else? If you're just trying to kill people, then you could you pack yourself full of explosives. But you're not trying to kill people. You're just trying to be the zombie that sort of outlasts other zombies. Yes. 
blowing yourself into the tiny components. A refrigeration good. unit. So, so um, if you go into the deep into caves, in some cave systems, there's one, it's made from... Crystals. Yes, crystal caves. And, and they for years they've been building up and then, then the water gets drained out of them when the mining company goes in. And yep. It's South America. You know, these massive crystals. To go into though, it's really hot because it's deep in the earth yes. and it's, it's a very hot place. So you get refrigeration units and, mm-hmm. and it keeps your body temperature down. It's uh, a suit made of ice cubes, basically. Yes. And that's right. So you can, you but can that's get, only going to last for... But you get a power version surely there must be like a powered version that that just like you're running a refrigerator on you yeah like, like, that's gonna be pretty heavy but you're dead you're dead like you can't you're shambling anyway like yeah you but can. you want to be able to get up again like oh, weight okay. was always well, you don't want to have to have a <laughs> refrigerator you, you don't want a refrigerator on you no i just mean refrigeration units why would cold benefit you because you don't want to rot keeping everything colder will stop infections and will will slow down infections anyway mm. it will maintain you longer in the in the nasty heat how could you prey on people's desire not to shoot some people? Like, how do you look nice? Could you cover your eyes with, like, big, shiny manga eyes or something and look really extra cute? Give you that split second <laughs> well, of, oh, my God, it's manga. Oh, God. Does putting something odd on your face, will that make them hesitate? So if you come around the corner and you're shambling and you've got a big bunny mask, like a happy bunny mask, yep. does that draw more attention to you so they yeah. shoot you first? Or does it make them go, what the hell? And then... What you've got to get is not, not something silly like a bunny mask. You've got to get a mask that's like a real person's mask so that your terrible, though it wouldn't look good up front, cover the whole head, the helmet system you've built with fake hair and a, and a, and a fake face. Ah. So you, you're too big. You're way too big. But from a distance, you, would not, not, you yeah. may not know. And it would be that kind of, is that a guy just wandering? He's still a shambler. Yeah. And you'd kind of look a bit Frankenstein. So occasionally, just go waving and going, hey, wave, hey, hey, I'm not a zombie. I'm a woman. Hey, I'm a woman. <laughs> Come save me. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we're going to make the two best zombies ever. So if anyone wants to try and stop us, get in early. Actually, don't do that. That's that's. I just I just invited many hundreds of people to try and kill me. Don't do that. <laughs> kill Dan. Wait, what? Sent down here. You're to do this. It's all 
So you've seen him without his helmet on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pod. What's he look like? Oh, it's this weird scars. He's got his like big furrowed brow. Really? Actually, see this guy here on the on the picture on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of the hair. Uh-huh. Looks like a dead ringer for that bloke. They could be brothers. <laughs> you. That's Lars Owen. Yeah, that's the guy we just shot. And Baru Owen, his wife. God, it looks just like Vader. H- hang on a minute. That is eerie. Hang on a minute. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. What? Oh my God. What? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But not filling me with confidence. No, 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 no. This guy, Lars Owen, is related to, to, look, name is Anakin Skywalker, Lord Vader. They're half-brothers! Oh my god! I just killed Lord Vader's half-brother! Oh, and I shot his sister-in-law! Oh my god, why would they? They're moisture farmers! What the What hell? are they doing on Tatooine? Why would they send us down here? You must find these people! What the hell? What are we gonna do? 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 What are we petrol! Gonna do? Petrol! I'm gonna splash the petrol on them! No! And what? We're gonna drag them outside! Okay, we should need to, we need to take a breather for a... We bit. kill everything that ever saw us here. Where do you get petrol from? Everything's powered by crystals. Uh-huh. Now the droid bath's full of oil. I'm just going to pour it on here, and I'm going to pour it on the, on the them, drag them out the front, bam, light. Someone is going to catch us. No, 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 the only people seeing us today, let's go through it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jawas! Jawas! The Jawas! Jawas on the Jawa hobo device thing. Oh, okay. They're a loose end. A, okay, we have to kill the Jawas. Well, okay, tell you what, we'll, we'll burn the bodies, you spray the petrol, and then and then we'll head out together and we'll go find the Jowers and we'll kill all the Jowers. Alright, we'll walk in single file so that we hide our numbers. From the sand people? Yeah. But there's only two of us! We want to expand our numbers! Okay, we'll walk side by side! Oh shit, they've got a kid! Oh god, cool. what's his name? Luke something or other. Luke Lars, obviously! We'll blame the kid! With we'll, Oh, he was cleaning his droid and he didn't do it properly and now he's... Oh! Wait, you want to kill Vader's nephew-in-law? But that... that, that oh, you never know. Don't tell oh, hang on. No, he's adopted. Oh. It's all good. They're not natural parents. Oh, thank God. Okay. Amazing, Greg. Is this a new th- new segment? This is a new segment. Excellent. <laughs> so every week, silver is amazing. Right. Silver? Nah. Silver just tarnishes. It's like poor man's gold. That's what it is. If you don't really like your girlfriend or boyfriend, you give them something silver. There you go. I said, lead. I came out. No, no, no. That's, you got to like them a little bit. No. Lead is not good for you. Don't lick lead. No, don't, don't lick eat, lead. Don't ingest lead. Unlike the Romans, there's a theory. It's just a theory, and before anyone gets upset with me, I'll, I'll find links to it. But there's a theory. That the, the mm, collapse they the, never landed on the moon. They, the Romans? Yeah. They never did. I don't care what pictures you've seen. They just filmed it. <laughs> Can I see very quickly separately? Uh, in, in Australia, we have these exams for, for our, our, our students, for the grade 12s, where they have to write down, like they have to do a little test. And, and so they we, we um, standardise all the students so we can compare them all to each other, all how the schools are going. So everyone, every student in Australia get ranked best to the worst students. And in what, they, they normally have to write something from some stimulus So uh, in their writing section. And they had a picture of Fiction? A, uh, pardon? Fiction. Fiction. Normally, yeah. Yeah, normally Short fiction. story. Short story, something like that, just to prove their, their, their control of the English language. Full stops, apostrophes. That's grammar, apostrophes. You've got to write a list of vegetables that you'd advertise out the front of a greengrocer. <laughs> get all the apostrophes in the right spot. But the, it's just funny how when people don't think... Spoiler, or, you need none! <laughs> In one of the pictures, picture, very famous picture, 
1912 um, Russian the Tsar, I think, and then throwing, basically overthrowing the Russian government. It's a very famous painting, and and the the painting itself is just people charging into a building, like Rah, uprising, uprising. But the picture they use, obviously, someone went, oh, we need to get that picture really quickly, and went on online, just grabbed the first version of it. What they didn't realize, they grabbed someone's fan picture. And Uh-oh. the picture had a marauder, which is a giant mech from Mech Warrior, <laughs> hidden in the background, assaulting the castle. It's really obvious. It's right there. It's massive. Talking like a ten-story building of machine with rocket launchers, you know, firing into the crowd, and and no one noticed this thing. And so kids open their booklet on the day and go, "Why is there a Mech Warrior?" No, no, mech? no. Kids open the book, and thirty percent of them opened up and went, oh, "I am." I'm going to write the best story ever. <laughs> but they com- people complained and said it wasn't right. Which, it's just a picture. I don't see why it's a problem, really. But then they had to pull it. So now they've had to pull the entire exam and they've had to change all the rankings again. Oh, the, no. The, so the, the, well, because all the girls didn't know how to write about mechs. That's right, damn it. <laughs> well done, Dan. You just, we're about to get some, two very angry emails. From, from the same person. <laughs> Dear Dan, I am so angry, I cannot possibly write an email. Ten minutes later, I'm much calmer now. <laughs> Romans! Romans! Pictures of the moon. That's what it was. Um, there's a theory that, that maybe the Roman collapse came not just um, decadence, of course, but also the fact that all their plumbing was lead and the aqueducts were lined in lead mm. and, and the water was moved around by lead. And though they had... Makes you slow in the they head. They had plumbing. Oh, my God, I love... Roman, I love all sorts of ancient plumbing. They had plumbing, but no PVC. And so they had to use something. They used a lot of lead. And that's bad because you're drinking out of lead every day of your life. And they're saying maybe over, over, over generations. It did some terrible things to the uh. Roman people's brains. But that's a theory. We'll see how it goes. They're lead. Don't yes. eat lead. <laughs> oh, sorry. Silver's awesome. Yes. Don't eat lead. Uh, mercury? <laughs> Don't eat mercury. No, no, no. Not good. But, but interesting thing about it, we, we're so scared of it, especially in, in education situations. We're not allowed to have mercury in science experiments. You're not allowed to have mercury in thermometers. We have this idea that mercury is instantly, you kill it in your finger and your head explodes, your bum falls off. You don't and you want start it. pouring tea yeah. for the white rabbit. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get it necessarily from instant contact, but you wouldn't want to get it onto any sort of mucousy membrane, and you wouldn't want to touch it all the time. So if you accidentally get some mercury on you, don't panic. It's not the end of the world. Just go wash it off. Yes, it's dangerous. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You don't want to get glug, 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 or be swimming in or something weird. But it's, we have this kind of weird idea that a touch of death. It's not quite like that. Uh, you get more mercury from eating tuna. We, uh, and there's nothing we can do about it. Well, you know, Stop eating tuna. There, there is that. Uh, I had to. <laughs> there you go. Because uh, you you they don't farm tuna. Uh, you don't, and, I, and I worry about fish stocks. Yeah, and it looks like we're doomed anyone though. But supposedly there's a, there's a lower limit for, for a lot of fish. It's too small. You don't want to catch it before it's had babies. Yeah. Fair enough. But now there's an upper limit for things like tuna. If it gets too big. What they're saying is a large tuna is a certain age, and that means there's too much mercury in them, and you don't sell them. Cause, oh, so, wow. It's, yeah, it's pretty weird. Is it tuna or walk of shame maybe for tuna? It, it's really quite weird that mercury does get in, and that's from mercury in the world. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, go on. And mercury's not good for you. Mercury's not or good lead. Or lead. A whole bunch of things. Zinc. Most metals are not good for you in copper? any large quantity. You, you know, know why? Quantity. It's copper. The oligodynamic effect. Ah, of course. It's a toxic effect. Ah. The exact mechanism is unknown. Mm-hmm. But what seems to happen is that uh, this effect or denaturalizes the enzymes mm-hmm. in organic material. Mm. And that's no good because there are these organic people, organic, th- organic people, <laughs> organic things yeah. like us, yep. all our cells are made up of like these specially bunched up things of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And if they unravel, then that's not good and everything falls apart. Sure. That's why metal does this stuff to it. Now, silver is the least toxic of all these things that have the oligo- oligodynamic effect. Right. 
Now, it's it's used in antibacterial creams. Mm -hmm. It's used in dressings. Uh, it's used in endotracheal tubes, like coated in silver. Okay. In uh, urinary catheters for putting up the... Yes, Mr. Johnston. 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 Johnson. Suddenly you're in portal too. Um, <laughs> I put it right up my Johnston. Anti-smoking aids. What? Yeah, it's, it's a part of an anti-smoking aid. Oh, okay. Bit of silver. Unfortunately, none of them work. Oh, really? No. <laughs> oh no. No. There's, you... there's insufficient evidence. Just recently, insufficient evidence oh. has come out that any of these things work. I was, I was thinking that why would you coat, let's say, a tube in silver when you could just have a plastic tube? Surely a plastic tube would be better than well, a plastic anything. A plastic tube could be sanitized. Yes. But a silver tube would actually destroy oh, the bacteria oh, on I it. See. I see. Itself. I, I always thought that was a wives' tale as well. I must admit, the idea that silver was good for killing off bacteria was, I thought it was a wives' tale. Okay, well, no, it does do it. It does do it. Yeah. Now, drinking colloidal silver... But didn't you say there was insufficient evidence that any of these things, antibacterial creams, dressings... So that's right. So I was right then. Kind of. Let's keep going. Now, drinking colloidal silver, which is a liquid suspension of microscopic silver particles. Yes. It was ingested as an internal medication to treat a variety of diseases. It's somewhat of a panacea. Anything that ails you, have some colloidal silver. Colloidal silver. You'll end up looking like Papa Smurf. You have absolutely no benefit, I thought. It has been described as risk without benefit. Thank you. Good. Oh, good. I'm glad we're going down that path. Yes. Okay. Now... Some good things about silver. Mm-hmm. Its caustic nature is good for treating corns and warts. Yes. As an antiseptic, they still use it for eye drops for newborn babies to combat conjunctivitis. Sure. And water containers are coated with it to keep water potable for longer. So water tanks in ships and planes are all coated with silver. And it keeps, oh. it keeps the water from growing anything gross in it. That's cool. And there's some silver used in replacement body parts to ward off infection. So is it, hang on, so it does work. It does work. Silver is a natural disinfectant. Right. But it's not working on the bandages and all of these things oh. that in the, the medical profession has been using, right. which costs a bit of money, Yes, it doesn't actually work. They did some tests and went... So where does it, where does it work? I'm, I'm confused by this then. Well, it's, it's almost like silver was added as an afterthought to many of these things, the yes. creams and the bandages mm. and stuff. And when they actually did the trials, it's not that the silver wasn't doing anything, but mm. it wasn't doing it to any extent which benefited right. the use and that it was right, using. Okay. But, but it does have some antibacterial but effects. But it does have antibacterial effects. And you can do this. You can do the tests. Okay. You can run the experiments. You can get some silver or some uh, copper, mm-hmm. and you can get swabs and stuff and get some uh, maybe some uh, stainless steel, get some swabs of viruses, put them on there. The stainless steel will still have lots of viruses on it yes. after eight hours. Less than seven hours, the silver will be completely clean of bacteria and not just bacteria yes all sorts of organic stuff they affect cells algae molds spores fungi prokaryotic 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 and eukaryotic microorganisms you know prokaryotes and eukaryotes are yes oh Prokaryotes are little tiny single cell things where all the stuff is mashed up together, mm-hmm. all the bits and pieces, the RNA and the DNA yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Eukaryotes and, and prokaryotes. Eukary- eukaryotes, yep. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're in bits. Ah. Like, and where eukaryotes? Yes, that's right. Multicells. Yeah, multicells. Oh, is that what it is? Multicells yeah. and cells. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Also, viruses. Now, viruses aren't alive. <gasps> they're dun, not dun, particularly dun. effective towards... They're neither alive nor dead. 
<laughs> Zombies. And now they're not tremendously effective against viruses, but mm. they do have an effect. Interesting. Yeah. So, if, so basically, don't bother pouring it into your into your medicinal creams. Mm. But but if silver can be used in some medical circumstances mm. to keep things sterile. Also, well, this is the thing that I love because what is the condition that I suffer from? The most. Me, uh, Dan Beeston. Hypochondria. Hypochondria yes. is the one. <laughs> Being too damn sexy, Dan. Hospitals. Nothing. Have been <laughs> too damn sexy. No, no it's definitely hypochondria. <laughs> I am not. You hit the nail right on the head. That's right. Hospitals these days have stainless steel door handles. Right. And they have oh. to be cleaned all the time because Silver sick people door are. Handles. Bronze. Oh, of old hospitals had bronze door handles. Right, and Is that bad. Uh, well, it's a mixture. It's seventy-five percent copper and twenty-five percent zinc. Yes, and so if you get infection on a bronze door handle, mm-hmm. eight hours later. It's gone. It's clean. It's denaturized. Natu- hang on, hang on saying, but that's not silver. I'm confused now. You've jumped to something else. Well, all of these things, like don't lick oh, so lead. Don't lick, the, don't lick the door handle don't, put your hand on it. Don't lick lead. Yes. Don't make door handles out of mercury. Yes. Bronze has the same effect as silver. You yeah. could make silver door handles, oh. but bronze door handles, a little bit cheaper. That's right. And, and we've been doing it for a very long time. And do the same thing. Oh, right. Okay. There you go. So these old bronze door handles look all beaten up and tarnished, and they and so they look dirtier, but they're actually sterile. Do um, you mean that there's something to be said for steampunk? Oh, yes. Those steampunk people will be healthy. They're, that's so steampunk. We're, we're, we're smart enough to better know better is saying that we need to go back to a steampunk society immediately to become healthier people. Yeah. I think we're doing it. I love it. it. We've got, already got the blimp. You know what the best part of silver is? The very best part of silver? Maybe. The very best part of Tell silver? Tell me the best part of the silver. The best part of silver is that one kilogram of it is worth $978.96 right now, Australian dollars. Wow. That's none of your weak American dollars. That's a good, strong Australian dollar. So just give it Backed idea. with lots of coal. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. And tourism. At the moment, one gram of silver is worth 98 Australian cents. That's the best part of it. Well, no, it's the second best part. Oh. I'll tell you what the best part of silver is. What's the best part of silver? Sasquatch or Bigfoot, who is who? It's all going down at the Crypto Zoo. You can... What the hell was that? What happened then? Was that a Segway? We just segway. Stop pointing out the Segways! I mean, I'm sure that was a Segway. Suddenly I was talking about silver, and now I'm in the Crypto Zoo, and I can't work out the Segway. What is the best thing that silver is good for? <gasps> Killing vampires. What? No. Shooting werewolves. Shooting werewolves. You also you also use silver on vampires. Ah, yeah, but you it's do pure. All, you it's can pure. do all sorts that's of because, stuff. To that's vampires. because, and I'm going to make it feel very sad here. Werewolves and vampires are technically the same monster, the er monster concept. They, they, oh, let's sl- not. Okay, don't, sorry. Don't We're talking do about that. hammer, monster, hammer horror. This is. I like everyone knows. Not let's not talk about what you read on some obscure part of the internet. We're <laughs> talking about werewolves. Werewolves. We're just wolves. Just werewolves. Not werewolves. Like, okay, werewolves. Okay. So a guy gets bitten by a werewolf. He's cursed. Yes. And on the night of the full moon, turns into a big wolfy wolfman yes. sort of thing. Prowls the prowls moors. around, eats chickens and stuff, and, 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 and hunters and 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 kills uh, people, and wakes true. up the next morning and goes, "Oh my god, what have I done? Where did all this blood come from? <laughs> Where are my pads? That, that would be pretty weird. What, 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 I've had nights like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh, but the best way to kill a werewolf? 
killer werewolf by shooting him with silver. Yes. Now, we know all about silver now. Yes. Tell me why only a silver bullet can kill a werewolf. Well, they said it was because it was pure. That was the original idea, and a werewolf was cursed. So basically, it was the but power that's just, of God. Yeah, that's a bit spiritually spiritual. nonsense, okay. isn't it? About, so but this is the crypto zoo. Oh, we know better. We're smart enough sure, to know better. Sure. Okay. Let's. <laughs> so here's my theory. Let's just go back to the day you become a werewolf. So you won't yeah. get you la 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 going to grandma's house mm-hmm. in the dark to do to do yeah. werewolf. Oh. So and then bite. Oh Jesus! And it, or scratch, scratch. Scratch, scratch. It wants to kill you, but you get away. You punch it. You bad werewolf punch, and you manage to get away. But it's done a huge gash down your gash. chest or bite mark on on your shoulder or something. Like You're that. probably gonna die. You're probably you, and, you, and you get really sick. You're really sick. And, and, and but you but you pull through. What? It's the, amazing. The doctor comes in and goes, I'm, witch. Very, I'm very sorry, Dan. I'm very, no, 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 no. I go, I'm, I'm sorry, Mrs. Um, I use my real last name. You can call my mother Mrs. Well, actually, she's not Mrs. Your wife. Beeston. Oh. Your wife. Call her Mrs. Beeston. Yeah, she's I'm Mrs. Sorry. Beeston. I'm sorry. Sorry, you're talking from, about Grandma's house. Yeah. I got confused. Uh, you're going to Grandma's house. Yeah. And then, but then you don't go to Grandma's house. You've been bitten by a wolf, man. Come on. You've been by a wolf, man. man. <laughs> that wasn't, that was weird. Uh, you go home. I think you're going to die. And the doctor's like, the frog princess. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but Dan is going to die. She's like, oh, no, no. Me no. Me no. <laughs> Jean, uh, la j'adore, homme, j'adore le husband. La homme de loup. <laughs> and, then, and then you don't die. You get better. You get a bit of a bad fever. You, you get better. And yeah. you survive and, and the wounds heal up. And you're like, yay, reprieve. Dude. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Magic happens. <laughs> No matter what those curmudgeonly buggers car sticker says on the back of that car I saw earlier on, it's like, uh, it doesn't happen. You've been infected by the werewolf disease or the werewolf curse. Well, curse, but you, it's not really a curse. No What's way. gone inside is uh. I, it, I like the idea that it's it's some sort of inter DNA thing that gets into your DNA. Jumps, wow, it's, it's delivered. It's a virus that gets into your DNA, takes over a cell, injects it into your DNA, and changes your DNA. Ah, and it makes it so that you pack on mass. Now you have to eat a lot of food when you become a werewolf. That's why you have to go and bite someone. You know, must feed to some meat and, and to get your mass up fast. You can't just create mass out of nowhere unless you eat. No. Maybe you eat a lot of dirt or you eat trees or something. Unless you Possible. eat, unless you bite Bruce Banner, in which case, yes. then you his. So you we, that's who you're gonna, when you transform, you have to get a lot of food very quickly to keep the transformation going because you need more mass and more energy to keep, keep it all going. Now your DNA is changing. You get hairier and you get stronger and you're mightier and you lose your your uh, it cannibalizes part of your brain so that you you uh, you have no higher brain functions. You go back to being a pre- like the reptilian part of your brain. Ooh, okay, uh, yep. So, rah, and you just murder and death and eating. You must eat, eat things. Eat. I've got to eat because I'm going to die. It's that, that instinctual thing. Unfortunately, your DNA is really unstable. The virus hasn't totally taken over. It's added levels and you've developed more DNA, yep. changed your DNA, but it's quite unstable. Uh-huh. This is the thing. It's kind of stable. So when they shoot you with silver, it tears into your cells yep. and it damages the DNA. It tears apart, denaturalizes the cell, oh. tears it apart, and it damages the werewolf virus much faster than it damages your DNA cell. And that is replicated really quickly through the ah. creature. That's my plan. So you go, bang, bang! And you... Uh, and, and it burn, basically burns out all the virus. Of course, the human body can't possibly take such a terrible, quick transformation. No. And you die. Ah. So you, you, they find a naked Dan lying on, yeah. the, on the moor going, my French wife. That's very good. Yes. Very good. But. Yes. Why doesn't it work when you shoot him with a lead bullet? 
Good question. Yeah. Good question. Maybe it w- would. Don't, we don't really use. Oh, we no, do. no. We use lead shot in in the past. We did. Yeah. Okay. So why? So lead should have more effect. Yeah. Lead should have more effect. Okay. Let me go with this one. Lead should have more effect, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Silver has the effect, and that's because of the has less of an effect. Ah, I know why. Because yes, okay, here we go. Yep, lead is much more damaging in that with the colloidal, the then the the what's the name the ag- the uh, oligodynamic oligodynamic. Effect. Effect. It's, it's like it's like the difference between a, a stiletto going into your side and a broadsword cutting your head off. Like the lead would be the broadsword. Yep. So well, you go bang, and you get shot. And you your werewolf body gets thrown back by the by the buckshot, and the lead has been fired into your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, the werewolf DNA it registers this image, this problem. Your, yep. your cells register the issue and. Can it's like a bludgeoning truck coming through. It just goes, hunker down, boys! And it and it defends ah, itself. So it's got it one chemical... hell of an immune system. Yeah, yeah, and it defends itself. It goes, ha And it just and it sets up a, a, some sort of chemical barrier so that this lead can't get into the DNA area. It goes, quick, quick, quick! It's like a sheath, and it saves ah. itself chemically, probably. So, so silver is the, subtle. It's the only thing which has the effect that can break the DNA apart, yes. but is not strong enough to initialize. That's right. The immune system the immune goes. Is that the problem? Oh, super no. healing effect. It can't possibly hurt us. It's silver. Whatever. Oh no, we've been taken out by the silver. That's my plan. That's it. Why lead can do it, but maybe we've never probably shot. Well, modern man has probably never shot a werewolf with a bronze bullet. A bronze bullet might actually work. So maybe back in the day before they had like talking iron. Well, bronze is still stronger than silver. It is, but it's probably not as strong as lead. No. But maybe that's how the, back in maybe. the... Maybe. Maybe how the maybe people there from Scarabray off Scotland who lived in their fantastic houses, and these are talking about prehistoric, like, Neolithic people who had houses, and they had plumbing, which everyone knows I'm obsessed with. The, the, when the werewolves came to that island, they were like, well, we didn't, they didn't have silver guns, didn't have anything, but they fought them off with Bronze Age weapons. Well, they wouldn't. No, actually, that's a lie, because it's stone. Bugger, they bludgeoned them to death with a large bit of rock. Yeah. <laughs> but Bronze Age people, maybe they stabbed it. I'm trying to say a Bronze Age person may have stabbed a werewolf to death with bronze. There's only one way to find out, Dan. You should go walking in the moors. Don't leave the path. attending this apocalypse brunch mm. since the end of days it has been really hard to get the old social group together i know i know there's so much to do after the fall of civilization to those zombie hordes food acquisition shelter building <coughs> zombie eradication oh yes of course <coughs> well that's the main reason i wanted to talk today it's about our dating chances in this brave and terrifying new world. Oh, tell me about it. The zombie plague gene has been located on the Y chromosome. Only men can become zombies. I haven't been able to isolate a cure yet either. I'm sure you will. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm just getting a little fed up with the dating scene. I'm independent, successful, I can bullseye a zombie brain with a throwing axe at 20 metres. <laughs> But I can't find a partner. Mm, I hear you. Same here. I've even lost a lot of weight. Though, technically, that was due to a lack of resources. Still, apocalypse chic does look good on you. My abs have never looked so good due to all the running and swinging heavy objects. I'm all front and back. The hottest I've ever been. I know, I know. But do they notice? No. No. Bloody men. They only want one thing. 
Well, that's it. That's the best of it all. That's four years. Of four years of crammed down into two episodes. That's true. And we actually missed quite a bit of stuff that we wanted to put in there. And Dan and I went through and went, yes, no, yes, yes, no. And we both had to say yeah. yes to it. So and occasionally I couldn't find something. <laughs> that's a bit sad, seeing it's all on a computer. In the future, maybe we'll do like a best of Dan and a best of Greg. We, we probably won't. But instead of being a best of both of us. Oh, no, I just threw out all the stuff that you said that we should put in. So these last two have been a best of Dan. <sighs> right, I see. Fine, fine, fine. <sighs> you have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And I am Greg at smartenough.org. Make sure that if you hear something that you think is scientifically uncorrect, <laughs> that you <laughs> send in an email to the <laughs> other person. That's right, that's right. And if you have anything interesting to tell us about, please send it. We'd love to hear from you and talk about whatever you want to talk about, of course. Yep. Follow us on Twitter at SE2KB. And Facebook as well, facebook.com slash SE2KB. And check out iTunes. Have a look through the podcast. That's if true. you find ours, click on it and then maybe write a review. Give okay. us some stars. Oh, so, yeah. Good big five stars. Yep. And basically just run around the area you're in grabbing people by their cheeky jowls or their jowly cheeks and shaking it until they go and scream at them arg smart enough to know better listen to this podcast now arg we'll be back on the first sunday of september September. with an interview (gasps) do we know who that's going to be with yet even i don't know who the interview is yet how exciting is it going to be the live one Oh, yeah, it will be. Oh, yeah, yeah it'll probably be the live one yeah, yeah, sorry, that yeah, Greg sorry, does. Sorry, there will be the... Sorry, yeah, yeah, so I'll, you're here for I'll, me in another month. I'll be interviewing Dr. Askov and uh, a live, our first live interview, which Dan can't be there. It's very sad, because uh, he'll be gallivanting around the country. But then, of course, we'll be back with another episode of Smart Enough to Know Better. How exciting. Uh, that would be a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm just being redundant now, aren't I? Look at me. Captain Redundant. Esquire, redundant, redundancy, redundant. And as we always say, redundant. I'll remember that when I go to Scotland. It's true. I wonder what mistakes I'll make over there. You're going to sound so Australian. I just realised that. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to fake it. No, you don't need to. You, you have quite an Australian accent. No, I'm going to f- try to fake a Scottish accent. Oh, God. <laughs> Hello, yes, I am coming from Scotland. That sounds perfect. That's good. Excellent. <laughs> that'll go. That'll be gangbusters. <laughs> <laughs> the Scottish lady was talking to the Hungarian uh, uh, hotelier, and he, she couldn't understand him, so the Scottish woman couldn't understand the Hungarian, yep. but we could understand the Scottish person, and we could understand the Hungarian. They're all speaking English. Right. And it's weird, because we're going, why can't you understand? We can understand you, and we can understand him. Why can't you understand him? So we had to translate English to English, to Scottish English into Australian English into Hungarian English. And everyone can understand you. And everyone can understand us. That's really good. Yeah, that's, that was, it was really odd. We found it really odd. But the, the thing was, she was asking, uh, she was asking, do we need to pay? Like, do we need, so basically was asking, do we, do we pay now? Basically, hmm. do you pay at the start? Cause some of the hotels say, keep pay up front or, or can you pay later? You know? So she was like, you know, and I don't want to do the accent, but I, have to, I kind of have to. She was going, yeah, can I pee? Can I pee? And the, the Hungarian guy was like, yes, you can pee upstairs. And she was like, 
no, 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 no. I want to, I want to pee here. <laughs> and he's like, ah, uh, no, you can't pee here. Right. You have to pee upstairs. She's like, why would I pay upstairs? Yeah. I want to pay right here. And he's getting more and more alarmed going, no, 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 no. You go upstairs and pee there. She's like, well, if you're not going to let me pee here, I'm just going to sit down here. No, 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 no. You've, now you've got it. And the thing was it, it, it was the who's on first but in real life with accents for us and for the people who were like the, the, the two Australians, three Australians who were there we we were like, oh my god, because you know, you're like what's going on here? Why can't, oh god we all, looked at, we all know what's going on now and so we're laughing our asses off and they don't know why we're laughing they, they all think, the, they think they, like she thinks we're laughing at the Hungarian guy and the Hungarian guy thinks we're laughing at her. No, no, we were laughing at both of them. We were, we were being horrible. And finally, it all came out. It was a hilarious misunderstanding. But she actually did need to pee as well. So there you go. Yeah. So she, so she did, squatted there in the lobby? She just dumping a big... That's what the squats do. She was an orange and white cat. She just turned up one day, growling at the door. She seemed hungry, so I let her in and gave her some meat that had been sitting in the fridge for just a bit too long. She had no collar, so I took a picture of her and posted a notice up around the neighbourhood. Each week passed and the cat would spend her time playing in the long grass in the garden. Then, in the evening, she'd sit at the back door and growl. The weeks turned into months and it was with a suppressed sense of relief when I noticed that the last of my notices stating found cat had been torn down. In the evenings I would watch TV and she would sit next to me on the couch. I tried scratching her behind the ears and running my hand down her back, but she'd jump up and run each time. We came to an understanding to just enjoy each other's company. Perhaps it was naive optimism, but one day on a whim I bought a cat toy. It was a small plush mouse and when you dropped it on the floor, it would rock back and forward in a difficult-to-predict motion. I presented it to the cat, and she stared at it. Then she stared at me. Then she closed her eyes and went to sleep. She didn't want to play with mice, and she didn't want to be stroked. One day I received a parcel. Not a package, mind. Not a zip-tied, glued-up package from any internet retailer. A proper parcel. Brown paper, tied with string... I don't even recall what it was. But after I'd finished unwrapping it, I went to throw out the packaging. As I walked to the bin, I felt a tug. I turned, and there on the floor was the cat, staring in barely contained hunger at the string. I flicked the brown jute, and her muscles tensed. I dropped the string closer to the ground, and she pounced, then just as quickly jumped backwards. I whipped the string closer to her, and she ran behind the couch and then back out and leapt onto it. We played for hours. I don't remember falling asleep, but the next day I woke up on the couch, dizzy and confused. The cat was curled up next to me, gently breathing in and out. The twine lay abandoned on the floor. The next evening I grabbed the brown string. It was considerably worse for wear, but I whipped it across the floor. The cat looked at the string and then stared out the window. The magic was lost. She was far away again. I dangled it, I dragged it, but she would have nothing to do with it. I rummaged through my kitchen drawers. In the third drawer down, I found tape, scissors, bolts with no nuts, 
nuts with no bolts, and a ball of coarse green wool. I cut a length of it and draped it across the lounge room floor. She lay very still on the windowsill, but her eyes darted. I had her again. I gently tugged at the wool. Her muscles coiled, and she pounced. We played until the sky began to warm with the pre-dawn. On the third evening, I was ecstatic. I rushed home and burst through the front door. I grabbed a brand new length of green wool and rushed to entice the cat. She sat. She glanced over at me and then stared out the window. A cloud passed overhead and the afternoon light dimmed. I grabbed the old brown jute, but she wouldn't have a bar of it. I scoured the house and finally cut a coil of blue rope from the drapes in the back room. I barely made it down the hall when she leapt out of the shadows and hung off the length of thin rope. The next day she wouldn't touch it. But I'd come prepared. I had a whole bag of different coloured wools and cords. I soon learned that she had fine tastes. She stopped playing with the coarse wool. She wouldn't touch jute with her ten-foot pole. I could tell she was searching for the perfect string. I came home with stranger and stranger choices. Egyptian cotton, bamboo felt, violin strings. It was only a few weeks before I ran out of high-quality options. I'd spend my evenings on the internet desperately ploughing through knitting forums, macrame sites, trying to find a length of string that would rekindle her joy. Eventually I could find no more. I'd spent so much money on various ropes, strings and threads. There was nothing more. I tried to enthuse her with the ones we already had. I had 30 inches of Russian sable woven from the mane of rare horses. Like everything else, it was good for one night only. I missed our time together. I tried desperately to find a solution, but none came. Weeks went by, and then one night she was gone. No growling at the door. The chicken went uneaten. Six days went by. Each day I'd replace the food in her bowl. At the end of the sixth day, I found her. She'd curled up in the back corner under the house. She was so tiny. I picked her up and cupped her in both hands. I tried to wake her up, but she lay still, softly breathing. The next morning, she was smaller still, and by the end of that day, she could fit inside a walnut shell. I carefully put her into a shoebox. The next morning I took her with me to work. In two more days she was the size of a grain of sand. She lay quietly on the slide. I slept in my chair. I couldn't go home to an empty house. A week later I could barely see her, breathing in and out under the electron microscope. I took notes. I journaled everything. She was vanishing before my eyes and there was nothing I could do but capture these last fleeting moments. The other scientists in the lab were fascinated. One of the theorists, Mike, especially so. The next day she was gone. Too small for me to see. Mike came in and found me weeping quietly. He gently touched me on the shoulder. I looked up, too miserable to wipe the tears from my eyes. 
He walked to the blackboard and showed me a mathematical algorithm too complex for me to follow. He said, here, this is matter. And this here is mass. And this here, this part is your cat. She's so small we can only theorize what's happening to her. I looked up through my tears. It balances, he said, with a grin on his face. Look, this is matter. This is mass. And here, this is your cat. Playing with the perfect strings of reality at the heart of the universe.